But yeah, they would they would fight over correcting their child and things of that nature, and I didn't understand that. So, and my dad didn't play that; like he wasn't for that. That didn't make any sense. But anyway, I'm not gonna get into all that right now. Um, I'm gonna start off with my horoscopes. I'm a Taurus, and it reads February twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. With the Cancer Moon in your third house of communication, you are feeling very intimate and loving with everyone that you come across today. Taurus. It's just one of those warm and fuzzy days when you feel the love all around and you will especially feel it in your house of communication. There's always the chance under this transit for you to be hearing or receiving things that you aren't too fond of or that make you question things in the big picture of life. Oh, okay. I like that. I'll take that. Uh, Because I do get like that sometimes. Alright. My love horoscope. The moon is in cancer and in your third house of communication today. It is also opposing Saturn and Capricorn in your ninth house. This configuration is highlighting the importance of feeling a spiritual connection as well as a mental one with your lover. It happens a lot that people don't end up feeling fulfilled and connected with their lovers without them knowing why. And so often the reason behind that is because they lack a love of connection that goes beyond the physical, mental and emotional one. And that would be the spiritual, the philosophy, the physical Wait, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm tongue-tied. That would be the spiritual and the philosophical level. Do you feel that your life views, beliefs, or are capable with your partner? Or even like you can share those things with them? If not, get curious about how you can captivate more of that in your romantic partnership. Actually, I do. I feel like... I have, I can, we do. So, I don't know. My career goal is, are you good at advertising yourself? Not really. Do you find it easy to express your thoughts and ideas clearly to others? Not all the time. These are pertinent questions to meditate on today as the moon is in cancer in your third house of communication. You can have so many amazing, even genius ideas, but it's not very useful if you're not able to translate them to the rest of the world. Today is a good day to practice honoring your communication skills. If there's been any ideas brewing in your mind, this will be a good time to share them with others. The moon is opposing Saturn and Capricorn in your ninth house, inviting you to ask yourself in your work, gives your life meaning and connects you to something bigger than yourself. Okay. We will see then, huh? I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's interesting, though. (laughs) I like reading it, but... um, So we shall see. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Weigh out some things... And because I want to be for sure that I'm not taking advantage or taking 
um, him for granted. Because I could say, no, I don't think anything is wrong. I couldn't say, oh, I'm I'm giving everything that I'm supposed to give and it's where it's supposed to be at. I can say those things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the truth from his perspective. So, um, we will, we will see. Um, I don't know. So thank you guys for tuning in. Excuse all my babbling. Um, I will be back with a black history fact. Don't you guys go anywhere. Yes, honey. Okay, you guys, thank you for still tuning in. My black history, it comes on Claudette Colvin. Before there was Rosa Parks, there was Claudette Colvin. Most people think of Rosa Parks as the first person to refuse to give up their seat on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama. There were actually several women who came before her, one of whom was Claudette Calvin. Colvin. It was March 2nd, 1955, when the 15-year-old schoolgirl refused to move to the back of the bus, nine months before Rosa Parks' stand that launched the Montgomery bus boycott. Claudette had been studying black leaders like Harriet Tubman in a segregated school. Those conversations had led to discussions around the current day Jim Crow laws they were all experiencing. When the bus driver ordered Colette to get up, she refused. It felt like Sojourner Truth was on one side pushing me down and Harry Tubman was on the other side of me pushing me down. I couldn't get up. Claudette Collins' stand didn't stop there. Arrested and thrown in jail, she was one of four women who challenged the segregation law in court. If Broadle versus Galen became the court case that successfully overturned bus segregation laws in both Montgomery and Alabama. Why has Claudette's story been largely forgotten? At the time, the NWACP and other black organizations felt Rosa Parks made a better icon for the movement than a teenager. As an adult with the right look, Rosa Parks was also the secretary of the NWACP and was both well-known and respected. People would associate her with the middle class and that would attract support for the cause. But the struggle to end segregation was often fought by young people, more than half of which were women. So, there you go. And you know how you hear things, it's like, well, Rosa Parks wasn't the first person that, you know, they didn't get out, didn't get off the bus, didn't let them have a seat. Um, but I never knew that, you know what I mean? So it's not like I could take it at face value and say, well, yeah, that's what it is because I didn't know. So I could only just go by what people said, you know what I mean? So, but I've learned a lot. Um, myself in this month of February. I've, I've learned things all the time, but I've learned more in this month than I've learned in a little bit because there were things that I didn't know. Um, 
So I, I thank them for for that. And I thank us. And because I celebrate my blackness every day. Not just for one month. Because my blackness don't disappear. My black is beautiful. My black is amazing. My black don't crack. (laughs) So, and I'm proud of my blackness. Every ounce of it. And I can't hide it. That's the one thing about me that would never change. So, when I decided to do um, this Black History Month on this podcast, that was just me sharing knowledge of what has been ignored. That was me trying to give a verbal picture of what some of us has no clue about or have been miseducated about. But um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope it touched you in some type of way. Positive, I mean. And um, I'll be back. You guys don't go anywhere. I appreciate you and I thank you for giving me love and support and for tuning in. I'm not really too excited about this new update. Um, I I love the fact that they give you more than five minutes to do a podcast. I love the, the, the segment choice of how you can assign your podcast before you publish it, but I forget. And then I publish this stuff not in order, so forgive me, people. I know not what I do. I'm learning. Um, I don't like that you can't do the messaging. You know, like, if you're listening to someone thinking you don't want to chime in, you don't want to call in, you can just type in a little message or whatever. Um, I like that. I miss the echo. Um, the shout out. I don't like the fact that we can't shout out. I don't like that. Um, I don't know. And then it's like the main people that I'm that I normally listen to, I can't really find them. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll. I'll keep looking and keep trying to figure it out. I mean, I've on. Unf- on favorites and stations that I don't listen to <laughs> to try to get to the stations that I do listen to and I'm still not able to get some of them so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes how about that um, but you guys thank you for tuning in don't go anywhere I will be right back with my topic of the day okay my topic of the day is don't laugh at me. Chuck E. Cheese is not a daycare. Do you agree or not? This is my opinion. Let me give you a little backdrop. We took um, the babies to Chuck E. Cheese yesterday. 
me and my cousin, she took our kids, and I took them. And it was packed. It was swamped. I said, well, let's go ahead early, because we were just going to go to the park originally. And I said, and she's like, no, 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 we was trying to come up with ideas what we can do, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, if we go, we can go in and go now. That way we can kind of beat some of the action later on. But I guess everybody was thinking that way, because it was packed. We got it. It was packed. It was children everywhere. You know what I mean? They did amazing business. Just during that day, it was, I mean, it was busy. Okay, we um, finally found us a table. We're sitting down, blah, blah, blah. And I'm wrestling with Amaya and her little brother. Um, And he wasn't feeling good because his sinus was kicking his butt. And he didn't want to go to anybody. So, of course, I had him a majority of the time. So we go around everything Amaya got on. They had this little white girl that would jump on and say, you need to scoot over so that I can get on here. I said, no, she's going to ride, you know. Mother's standing right there looking. I was like, no, let her ride because I was going to put her and her brother in the thing so they could ride together. Well, she's getting over to let you in. He's not going to fit in there. So I'm going to pay money to let you ride when clearly your mother has more money paying up in here than I'm paying because she got buku tickets in her hands and we just arrived. No, ma'am. So, I turn around to give Amaya to my cousin. Amaya done got out the car. Because I was going to make the little girl get out the car. I didn't care if my mother was standing there. So, I was like, Amaya, where are you going? Come on back and get in the car. She wouldn't get back in the car. She's like, over there. I'm like, come on, get back in the car. No. Go over there. She made me so mad. I was like, okay, come on. So we go over to the other thing, and we were doing the hippo thing. You got to get the, hit the thing hard so the balls can go into the the hippopotamus mouth. Now, mind you, Maya's two years old. She's a big two-year-old, but she's not strong enough to bop that thing down hard enough so the balls can get in there. So I said, put your hand on top of mine, and I'm going to do it. And we're doing it. Next thing you know, the woman, the boy came over. And put his hand on top of hers. And he's jumping up and hitting her hands to hit mine. And mine's like, oh, mama. I'm like, stop. Okay, stop. Calm down. Because for one, this is a child. Two, maybe he don't understand what he's doing is not right. Three, where the hell is your mama? So I look around. I saw the big woman standing there, but I didn't know it was his mother, grandmother, whoever it was. I didn't know. Come to find out it was his grandmother. And she came over. She was like, I don't know how to use this pass card or whatever, whatever. I said, just swipe it in front of it. When you swipe it in front of it, it's going to tell you how much you charge it. It's going to tell you what your balance is on the card. Oh, okay, baby. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So the guy comes over and he was like, do I know you? I said, no, you don't know me. And uh, he's like, y'all kid? And then she's like, oh, no. And then um, he's like, well, I can't say is this your daughter because you don't look that old to um to have a daughter this grown. And she said, well, I have seven grandkids or something like that. So, yeah, I'm old enough. Then I said, that doesn't mean you're old because you got six or seven grandkids. I said, because there are a lot of young grandparents because they've had children young. And she's like, well, yeah, that's true. 
but she didn't look, she looked like she could have had a child that was a doubt, maybe in their 20s. But she didn't look like she was old enough to have a daughter that was like 30-something years old, which is what she said. She said her oldest daughter was 35 or something like that. And her baby was 25. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. And um, I said, well, life has been good to you. I mean, you could tell that she was older, but she didn't look like she should have had no 35-year-old child. I'm just saying, that was just my opinion. And she was like, well, thank you, baby, blah, blah, blah. So she paid for Amaya to play the game again because the little boy had took over at this point. And she, was, she grabbed him. She didn't grab him, bro. She's like, look, you're not the only one here. You have to be mindful of other people. You know, you can't just go and just be rude and take over. But she had walked off and she was talking to him. And I was sitting there thinking, yes! You're supposed to correct these children when they're doing wrong. We go over on the other side of Maya trying to take a picture. The little kids walking in the front. Where the picture? Where the picture? I said, will you move? Your The mama's standing there looking. She gonna go and put her hands on her hip. Baby, you do not. I don't feel like this today. I got a baby on my hip crying because his hip's acting up. It got too many children up in here. My nerves bad. Maya don't want to make up her mind what she wants to play on. And then you got children like this just coming, taking over every time somebody do something. No. I understand children get excited when they go to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't care that you're excited that you're going to Chuck E. Cheese. You still have to learn how to act. That's not me saying, don't ever bring them anywhere again because they don't know how to act. That's me saying, when you see that your children is pushing people out the way, you correct them. When you see that another child was already playing the game and your child come and just get in front of them and start taking over with their game of their money, you say something. If you see that your child is not saying excuse me, you say something. You correct them. You don't let those bad behaviors grow. They become embedded in them. It becomes who they are. That becomes a part of their DNA. Like, no. So when they become adults and they're rude, you're like, oh my God, that's rude. They don't even realize they're rude because their parents have allowed them to be rude. As a grown woman, my daughter, we go in the store, she gets mad with me. We in the store, we shopping, she had a buggy, and she'll stop that buggy. You can't leave that buggy in the middle of the We ain't the only one up in here. And she be getting mad. I be seeing a little frown on her face. I don't care. Move that buggy to the side. And see if I'm leaving out the aisle before her, and I look, I say, hold up, because somebody coming. You know what I mean? Or I say, come on, so you don't block these people. That's what I'll tell her. Shoot, not them other people. They don't do that. Even the old ones. Them old people so rude up in Walmart. Oh, I hate going to Walmart. And I know my daughter gets tired of me sending her on my errands because I hate Walmart. They get attitudes with you. Then they won't say, excuse me. Hey, you tall, baby. You reach up there and give me that thing off that top aisle. I be wanting to say no so bad. But because they old, I go ahead and do it because, you know, I'm 5'10". I got a little height with me. And, you know, they like 4'11". So I'll go ahead and do it. Or if they be in that scooter, you know what I mean? Like, they can't move. Then when they come out the store, you see them hollering ass to their car. 
you walk that fast and that good, but you in a store, you can't move nowhere. Mm mm. No. Next time I see you, I ain't helping you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. I know, but we it's 2018, people. And I know that we have been paying attention to how young children are that have committed crimes, that are breaking into people's homes, that are shooting people, that are jumping on people in the school system. This is why they're doing that. Because parents are not parenting their children. Parents are becoming yes parents. Can I kill somebody? Yes, son. Can I beat the shit out of somebody? Yes, son. Can I break into somebody's house and steal their stuff? Yes, daughter. That's what you become. But if somebody killed them or harmed them, can't beat your hollering. You ready to kill the person that brought harm to them? When they were the leader behind causing it, they caused it. And I'm not saying two wrongs make a right, but I'm saying... If we are better parents to our children, they have a better chance of a more productive, successful life in this country, no matter where they are. It shouldn't take them going to jail to be rehabilitated. I'm just saying, that's just my opinion. So if we're going to be their first teacher, their guidance, their support, their financial advisor, their probation officer, their parole officer. If we're going to be all of these people to them, then we should be parents first to eliminate the other things. And I'm not going to pretend like I know the how-to guide of being a parent. I'm not. Because... My approach to things is different from my husband's approach to things. I feel like you say what you're going to say and let it go. Say what you're going to say, mean it, say it, move on. He say what he's going to say, mean it, say what he's going to say, mean it. Say what he's going to say, mean it, then he said again, then he said again, and then he go on another road on a whole nother lecture. And see, me, that's when you lose me. Because he likes to know I have your attention. And he likes to feel like you're listening to him. So if he feel like you're not listening to him, he feel like you're not paying attention, you're not getting it, or if he feel like you're just tired of hearing him talking, he'll talk even more. That ain't me. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. Cause to me, I feel like your point get lost in the translation. If you draw it all out. I feel like you should make your point. You should mean what you say. You should reiterate your point and then walk away. That's how I feel. I think as parents. We shouldn't have to tell our children 50 times to do something that they know. I think as parents, we shouldn't have to tell them, hey, do this. Hey, why you didn't do that? I just think that it's common courtesy, for one. And for two, if it's a chore that you're supposed to do, do it. 
And even if it's a chore that you're not supposed to do, a chore that one of your parents normally do, if your parents is working and you're here, why can't you do it? And why is it that every child have to say something back because you don't like what someone's saying or you don't think they're actually saying the whole truth the right way? That might be the case. And you might be, they may be 100% telling the truth. They may be right on with that. You know the problem with that? They the parent. And even if you're an adult and you're out of high school, you're still a child. That's still the adult. That's still your parent. Because I always have this saying, you don't have to agree with anything I say, but you're going to respect me. And see, it's times where I don't say anything. I'll let things go. But then once I feel like you're playing with me, once I feel like you're trying to, you're taking advantage or you show me signs of selfishness, that's when I'm going to get annoyed. That's when I'm going to start complaining. That's when I'm going to fuss. That's when they're going to get tired of hearing my mouth because I'm not just going to let it go. But once it gets to the point where I don't say anything to you at all, at all, that means I've pretty much washed my hands with you. That means from this point on, I'm just going to pray for you and hope that you go in the right direction. Before as you needing me, don't ask me because it's going to be a no. And I don't even say anything. I just let them ride that boat on out. And then once you get on that boat, and you've set sail, you can't bring that boat back. You're going to have to dock that boat somewhere else. To me, actions speak louder than words. And I understand that when people, you know, are trying to find themselves and, you know, when they're going to school and they're working and they're doing stuff, I understand they're tired too. But if I can work, go to school, come home and do things, then why you can't? Those are just my opinion. There are days when I feel like crap and I still. (laughs) I still go to work. I still go to school. I still come home and clean and take care of things. I still take care of my daughter. It doesn't stop. So as a parent to their children or child, you want them to be considered. You want them to have consideration towards their parents' needs and wants. Or just helping them. Just understanding that, hey, they may have had a busy day. I have an extra 30 minutes. I can at least put a load of towels in the washing machine. Or I can fold these load of things that's in the dryer or something. You know what I mean? It goes a long way. It doesn't have to be nothing huge. The small things goes a long way for me. You know? But all of this start when children... From babies to toddlers. And as they get older, you know what I mean? You start showing them the right thing. You start teaching them right from wrong. And when they're doing something wrong, you correct them. You don't beat them, but you correct them. Their children are smart. They're like sponges. They take all that in. You know? 
But when we went to Chuck E. Cheese yesterday, I looked around and I saw so many children that parents was just allowing them to do whatever they wanted to do. And I'm like, I remember when my children was that small, maybe I had my children scared of me because I don't remember my children acting like that. You know what I mean? People used to always say, oh my God, you have some well-behaved children and da-da-da-da. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to say that when we went places, they never tried to disobey me or anything like that because children are going to try you, of course. But I don't remember my children doing it. And I remember when, when they went to Chuck E. Cheese and they had blast of fun. <laughs> it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to say, why would you do that? Why would you take that? I, I never, we never had to do that. So when I see that, I don't know. It just, it just did something to me. And although Amaya was having a great time, and my cousin children always have fun wherever they go because they spoil rotten. I was tired of being there. I was tired of seeing that. Like, I didn't want to see children just do whatever they want to do. Then they had one little girl was crying because she wanted to take a picture, but the machine was out of cards. Because Amaya took a picture, we couldn't get the picture because the machine was out of cards. And the dad was trying to get the thing to work so that she can take a picture. And I was like, well, it's out of cards, so the attendant's supposed to be coming to fix it, blah, 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 blah. And the guy was like, well, we're going to come back, honey. She's like, no, I want it now. He's like, we're going to come back and do it. And he's like, she was like, no. She went to screaming and hollering. The mama, see what see what you're doing to her? See what you're doing to her? I'm looking around. I'm like, did she just say that? Did she just tell the daddy it was her fault that the machine is out of cards and that he was making the little girl cry because the machine was out of cards that he do not own? Oh, okay. So then I'm thinking, they are together and she's saying that? Because if that's the case, he's in trouble. Or maybe he's his stepdaddy, and, but he treats her as if it's his child. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. You know, I think a lot. I'm be honest with you. <clears throat> and the little girl kept crying. And the little girl fell, slid out the little thing. You know, screaming and hollering. So he picks the little girl up trying to console her. The mama grabs the little girl out of his arm or whatever. And then he said, I don't even know why I'm here. That's what he says to them, to the mama. And she said, I don't know either. Because we were sitting, the table where we were sitting at was right in, right beside the thing that to take the picture. And I'm sitting there looking. And then had another lady and her husband sitting next to us. And when the guy walked off, the lady that was sitting like, ooh, People like, ooh, I could just snatch women like that. That's what the woman said. I kind of chuckled because I was thinking the same thing and I just turned my head. So then she was like, baby, it's okay, it's okay. Mama's going to fix it. Mama's going to fix it. That's what she said. So she's like, we're going to go over here and play this game until they um, can fix it. That's what the lady was telling her daughter. So when we walked, they walked over to the other toy. Um, he went and got somebody to come back and try to fix it. But the person he went and got um, to come and fix it was a guy. He didn't know what he was doing because the thing didn't fix. 
And so, I don't know what the other woman was to them, but it was another woman that walked over. And he was, she was telling him, she's like, don't worry about it. She's just frustrated, blah, 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 this and that, whatever. And then she was like, I don't think she was expecting extra people to come to the birthday party. She thought it was just going to be um, the 10 people that she invited. So that's when I figured, that's when I put two and two together. They had a birthday party and extra people came that she didn't want to come. Well, just because those extra people came don't mean that you have to buy tokens and stuff for those extra people. You didn't have to do that. You invited 10 people. The people that brought the extra person, they're responsible for the extra tokens. Now, me, myself, I would probably have been frustrated too. But if it's children, you know what I mean? Anyway, excuse my dog. She's crazy sometimes. Um, I'm not going to keep babbling on. I'm just going to say this. If, if I had a birthday party and people brought extra children with them, I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to give them a few tokens because I don't know how to be ugly and mean to children because they're children. You know what I mean? I don't know how to do that. That's not me. But I learn from that. I, I'm very pacific. So the next time there's a birthday party and I know it's going to be at a place like Chuck E. Cheese, I'm only paying for the, the people that I invited. I'm not paying for extra. And I will, I will emphasize that. That way people will be very clear. You bring an extra body. You're paying for them or their mother can just send some money. Just saying. Um, but that's none of my business. But anyway, the woman worked my nerves when she did the guy like that. And so the girl, the lady came back and they was trying to fix the machine. They couldn't fix the machine. At that point, I, we were getting ready to leave because I had had enough. Then he had one um, child that looked like he was 10 or 11 years old. He might have was older than the next. He was a big boy. It had a little child on the thing where it tells you a number pops up and like they say 52. Well, you have to try to hit the thing 52 times before your time run out so you can win tokens or whatever, right? And a little boy was on the thing. He comes, he walks past, zero around, come back, bump the little boy out the way, and just throw a bam in the thing. The, little, the tickets come out, the little boy took the tickets. The big boy took the little boy tickets and just walked off. I could have wrote a book on how wrong that whole situation was. The thing that I didn't like about, I don't like about Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese is there's no structure in there when it comes to the employees. There's not enough employees to cover the whole floor. You might have one or two people at the prize booth. You have three or four people at the food. You have one person at the door when they come in. Then... This is the kicker. They have swinging doors. Why would you have short swinging doors that like it has a space at the bottom that comes up to like a two-year-old face, right? The door swings both ways. Why would you have swinging doors like that at Chuck E. Cheese to bat a child in the face and bust their nose open? Like, 
Who came up with that stupid shit? Like, are you kidding me? Y'all are waiting for a lawsuit. I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, then they had two or three people on the floor to cover the different areas. Now, mind you, Chuck E. Cheese is not a huge place. It's not humongous. It's really not. But it's a nice size, right? And for all those children that they had there yesterday when we were there, they didn't have enough people covering that floor. And then you go to ask one person something. Oh, well, you have to ask somebody on the floor. Then you find somebody that's on the floor. It's like, oh, I don't do that. I'm going to have to. What? People just spend 60 and 70 and $80 here just for an hour. Because you're telling yourself, I'm not going to be here no longer than an hour. Not with all this. And you know what I mean to tell me that I can't get anyone to us, you know, like, oh, uh, uh-uh, I can't, I can't do this. That's what you're saying. Like, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> but, and I don't want to make this a race thing because it seems like I always do. It was mostly black people that were there. So I figured maybe that's why there's lack of structure there because. Black people know you can't tell another black person anything about your children without the mother getting all, you know, frazzled and stuff and ready to explode. So they rather not even deal with people's children. They rather just let these children do whatever they want to when they know that you're not supposed to let children do whatever they want to. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why they just let these children run wild and and, and push other kids out the way because the parents can't even do anything with them. But... I said, these parents are letting these children run wild like it's a playground. It's almost like they drop these children off and say, I'll be back. you at daycare. Here's some money for you, some food and, and 10 or 30 tickets. Well, they don't give you 10. They'll give you 30. It's 30, 60, and something else. So here you some tickets, so some tokens, so you can get you some wings, some tickets, boo, and I'll be back in an hour. That's what it felt like, honestly. That's exactly what it felt like. It felt like a Chuck E. Cheese daycare. (laughs) That's what it felt like. I kid you not. I don't want to sound like, oh, she's just a complainer. Oh, she think, you know, children should be this way and children should be handcuffed. I don't. I think children are supposed to have fun. They're supposed to experience. They're supposed to be free. They're supposed to just be living and just enjoying life. I do. But when I see bad habits and I see parents are right there and they don't even correct them, it, it does something to me. You know, it's like my cousin twins. They come to your house. They go in your refrigerator. See that right there? I don't play that. First of all, you came from outside to inside. Wash your hands. Second of all, my children didn't open and close my refrigerator. So you think I'm going to let somebody else's children come here and do the same thing that I won't let my children do? Mm-mm. You know, lost your mind. And so they would try to do that. I'm like, you ain't at home. What do you need? What are you looking for? You know what I'm saying? Or I say, you know, they say they want something else. Like, you go in there one time, you make it count. Don't keep going back and forth. 
Or if they come in, I'm keeping them. You're not coming in and out. You know, if you're going to go play on the trampoline, you go play on the trampoline. But you're not playing on the trampoline and then come back in here for 30 minutes, then going back out. And don't sit on my sofa. You know what I mean? Don't do that. Because that's just, no, that's just nasty. Don't bring your germs outside and bring it and put it on my sofa. So, I just think parents need to be more of parents and less friends. And I talked about this before, but when we went to Chuck E. Cheese yesterday, I could have snatched a whole bunch of them children, but I could have piss slapped a whole bunch of their mamas. I'm, I'm being honest. They look at you with an attitude. They all mad and stuff like, are you serious? And it's almost like, I dare you to say something to my child. It's like, I see that my child's doing wrong, but I dare you to say something. Don't dare me, boo. And then Amaya's like, I want to play. I want to play. And I'm sitting, I'm thinking like, how can we play when everything we get on is almost like you're fighting with somebody else's children? So, and then I had a little man on my, on my hip. So it was like, I was kind of like, restricted to do much but I'm like "Mm -mm." so we shall see but I'm going to leave my little rant alone and I'm not going to keep going but my question is You think it's okay for parents to let their children run wild when they're at places like Chuck E. Cheese because it's for children.